Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now stay with a fan for this special program. The final out has been made. Let's talk about what just happened. The good and the bad. It's time for the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove, with the franchise, Tim Allen, on the fan. If you need doors and windows, go to PellaWI.com. It is a final from Pittsburgh, and the results are good. A Brewers 7-3 victory, and welcome in, everybody, as uh, we talk about David Stearns and another trade. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Tim Allen, Evan Heffelfinger, and a Brewers victory on top of a an acquisition that a lot of people are excited about. That's... Uh, Eduardo Escobar is now a Milwaukee Brewer, and a lot of people are happy about that. Middle of the order guy, he steps into uh, into the organization as if you go by his numbers in Arizona. Steps into this organization, leading the team in home runs and RBIs. He's another All Star that's added to the middle of this lineup, and now it just oh man, it begs the question. What is this offense going to be once Yelich is back? Now you've got something cooking here. Wong, and put him in whatever order. Wong and Adamas and Omar and Yelich and Avi and Escobar. I mean, think about the possibilities here. A much improved offense with the acquisition today. And, and again, you, you just... You never know what David Stearns and Matt Arnold, the front office of this organization, you, you just, you never know. And now a lot of people are all over social media saying, you know, the, look out for the Brewers. One bullpen arm and a force, maybe a, a Brad Hand, a, a Kimbrel, the Ian Kennedy, a lot of names being uh, tossed around out there. One lockdown bullpen arm and it's, it's go time. Final couple of months of the season and then into a final month of the season, a seventh month, and see how far they can get. A good day for the Brewers, and David Stern strikes again. It's his uh, now fifth trade of substance this season. And it all started back, you know, the first week of the season with Orlando Arcia. But the Rowdy Telez 
that as early indications say that that's a uh, pretty good acquisition. You're looking at Willie Adamas, the, the, the crown jewel of the trade season. And it wasn't even in trade season. It was back in mid to late May when they acquired him. I mean, you're looking at David Stearns doing what I was hoping he'd do. And that is not wasting this pitching staff. Don't waste this staff. Don't waste this season. Because you got your 60th victory today opposite 42 losses, 18 games over 500. And Cincinnati's got to be pulling their hair out, saying, you know, what can we do? Are these guys going to lose on a consistent basis? So, again, uh, they make the trade for Eduardo Escobar. And I will say this, guys. Doing the show for now, you know, four months of this season, I can't count on two hands the number of you guys that have uh, brought up Eduardo Escobar's name, that were thinking it would be a great fit for this organization. So hats off to you guys. And, you know, a lot of names are being tossed out there uh, every season and on every team. Boy, would you like to get this guy? Would you like to – they should trade for that guy. And, and a lot of times you're, you're poo-pooed. You're, you're told to stay in your lane and – you know, you're not a GM, and that, that is, it's not that easy. It's not going to work. But I will say that in this case, I would say the last 60, 70 days, Eduardo Escobar's name has been brought up countless times on this show. So hats off to you guys. Good for you. You know your stuff. That's, that's for sure. I want to get your reaction here, 414-799-1250, as the Brewers' offensive attack continues here. And I think I did the numbers prior to those last two. I think it's uh, in the last five games, the Brewers' offense, have sco- uh, they've scored 30 runs, and they've allowed, let's see, one, two, five, eight runs. 30 to eight, they've outscored their opponent in just the last five games. That's good stuff. And now got a little bit better. And I will say that uh, Keston Hira, I would be extremely nervous at this point. <laughs> unfortunately for him. And I don't believe David Stearns is quite done yet. Not at all. 7-3 final. We are live here in the Lakeland University studios with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms, lakeland.edu, as uh, the Brewers get the victory. And again, they're 60th, a little bit of a benchmark. I mean, 60 wins uh, against 42, 60 games left now in the 2021 championship season, 60 games left. Just merely going 500, they have a 90-win season. Digest that a little bit. Process that a little bit. I mean, we're, we're, there's a lot of fans that look across the nation and they look out west and they see these, you know, Dodgers and they're the, they're the monster and, and the Padres and, and the Giants and upstart Giants team. They're better than people think. And everyone's you know, looking at it that way. And nobody's really looking at the Brewers right here in the Midwest. You've got the Mets that could do some damage in the postseason. They've got some pitching there. Uh, over in the AL, we'll just leave that alone until the Brewers make the World Series. We are going to hear from David Stearns. I understand he is going to address the media here shortly. So we're going to have that for you. Also, Tim Lethlein, um, 
he is our, our our weather correspondent today. I understand there could be some pretty severe weather coming into the area, and that's part of what we do in this uh, broadcast business is uh, we, we keep you informed on that. So Timmy's going to keep us informed as to you know tracking uh, this storm apparently that's moving in. It's um, looking like it's a pretty decent-sized storm, 70-mile-an-hour winds on, on up. I've heard reports of up to 90 miles per hour. So we're going to keep you posted on that if there are any warnings or watches or whatever uh, uh tim lethlin is is going to help us out with that but the brewers get the victory tonight 7-3 the final josh Hader did get some work it didn't go very well he gave up a couple of runs there in that ninth inning but he had to get some work we discussed that a little bit last night you're at the point where you know the safe situations just haven't been there and he's only pitched four or five times in the month of july and he hadn't pitched uh, since a week ago saturday I mean, you can't go, and again, it was a no-brainer. You guys knew this, that at some point he was going to have to just get some work in, and he did that tonight. So, you know, you're taking, uh, you're taking out of your normal practice of, you know, every pitch, hanging on every pitch, game on the line type deal, and you jump into a 7-1 to game. I think closers tend to pitch a little bit differently in that regard, and he did end up giving a, uh, up a couple of hits, including a two-run home run. But the Brewers did get the victory tonight. That's the main thing. And they acquire Eduardo Escobar from the Arizona Diamondbacks for a couple of minor league players. Now, Escobar, a lifetime 256 hitter. Uh, this year, batting 246, 22 home runs, 65 RBIs. On a team like Arizona, and you're going to pop this guy maybe in between Omar and Avi, maybe in between Omar and Willie Adamas. And again, timing is everything. Yeah, you're without Yelich, but you now you add Escobar. Uh, I would assume there's some game-changing swings coming soon to a Brewers game near you. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty as uh, the Brewers get the victory, and and we will uh, get to our game recap here as um, Brewers go on the attack in that first inning. And, and they've been really doing some ambush activity. First pitch of the game, base hit by Colton Wong. Next pitch, base hit by Willie Adamas. Next pitch, a line scorcher off the bat of Omar to first for a double play. A couple of pitches later, though, don't let him off the hook, man. Avi Garcia says, uh-uh, we need to plate one run here. That ball is scalded into center field, a base hit in the score is Colton Wong and the Brewers with three hard hit balls. They strike first tonight as Garcia drives in number 60 on the year. A bullet. I mean, now Kranick is having all kinds of problems with that fastball. Yeah, there it is on Bally Sports, Wisconsin. Hauser into some trouble in the bottom half. A leadoff walk. Yeah, you guessed it. Ben Gamble. Uh, then a base hit, two on, nobody out, but a fly ball. Pop-up and a ground out gets Adrian Hauser uh, into the second inning. Uh, one zip to the uh, second, and uh, Hauser a clean second as neither team scores uh, scored. Uh, in the third, no team scored there either. Fourth inning, Brewers hit the pay window. 
Uh, it was a, a leadoff double by Omar Narvaez. A base hit by Avi Garcia puts runners at the corners. Uh, Telez then with a strikeout. Uh, Tyrone Taylor then with some hard luck there. I mean, it was a rocket to third and caught. Runners at the corners with the two out. Lorenzo Cain, come on, don't let him off the hook again. And he doesn't. Had a quad injury earlier in the year, and then a hamstring injury put him on the shelf for two months. It was a bad one. And into right center field. That ball's blistered in the gap. Narvaez is in. Garcia on his horse. He is around third, and he will score. Lorenzo Kane delivers with two outs. It's a two RBI double in the Brewers lead, three nothing. Boy, that's just a pretty swing, right? I mean, he seemed like he was looking that way the entire. Yeah, that is a big time for Lorenzo Kane. A two-run, two-out double uh, into the at, in that fourth inning. Uh, into the bottom of the fourth inning, three zip. Brewers with the lead. A shutdown inning needed by Adrian Hauser, and he gets it. All right, fifth inning. Mid-game, still uh, within reason a little bit. Uh, Omar had a base hit in that fifth, but the Brewers don't score in the bottom of the fifth. Adrian Hauser throws, puts up a zero. Sixth inning, Brewers back at it. Lead-off base hit by Telez. Tyrone Taylor then with a base hit. Lorenzo Kane hit by a pitch to load him up, and, and Low Kane was not pleased. I don't know if he was not pleased with the pitcher. Or he just was frustrated with, with getting hit, but he was not happy about it. Bases juiced. Nobody out for Luis Urias. He works it to a 3-1 count, and this is what happens on the next pitch. Big spot in the six for Milwaukee. And Urias down the line. Fair. Into the corner it goes. Telez is in. Here comes Taylor. He'll score. Scampering back to third is Kane. It's a two RBI double for Luis Urias. And the Brewers lead 5 nothing. There you go. Luis able to break it open. Five zip on ten hits for the Brewers to that point in the sixth inning. That chased the uh, starter, Kranich, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Bradley, uh, JBJ, then pinch hits for Hauser. His day is done. Uh, with the five-inning scoreless baseball and his ERA now, don't look now, guys, 3.69. That's pretty good. Uh, JBJ strikes out, by the way. Colton Wong then gets the ball in play and adds to the Brewers' lead. And a couple of ribbies out there for Wong. Colton Wong into right center. They had him squeezed into the gap. Polanco makes a catch. That'll be plenty deep. To score Kane, sacrifice fly and an RBI, and the Brewers make it 6 nothing in the sixth inning. Yeah, good contact for Colton Wong with a man at third less than two out. 6 to nothing in that uh, three-run sixth inning. The Brewers starting to break it open. Lauer coming in for Hauser uh, in trouble in the bottom of that sixth. The walk, double walk with one out, loads the bases. Then uh, Nagowski, a nine-pitch A-B, which he strikes him out, but that was a gift. Honestly, it was a gift call. Uh, Stallings uh, pops it up for the final out, getting out of trouble. That marks a scoreless streak for the Brewers pitching staff, 22 consecutive innings through the six innings uh, tonight. Brewers add to their lead, six zip. In the seventh inning, Avi Garcia with one out, a base hit. Telez draws a walk, 
And then it's set up Tyrone Taylor. There's a shot through for a base hit. Tyrone Taylor. Around third, headed home is Garcia. Throw is cut off. Snap throw to first. Taylor's back. It's an RBI single. The Brewers add to their lead. 7-0 Milwaukee. And again, Rock, another delivery with a runner in scoring position. Uh, just a beautiful piece of hitting by Tyrone Taylor. Looked like a pitch goes. Yeah, this is why Tyrone Taylor needs to play every day over Jackie Bradley Jr. I've been saying it for weeks now. It's a pretty simple concept here. Um, and you might you might see that now moving forward uh, while Yelich is out. But 7-zip, Lauer, as I said, 22 scoreless innings for the Brewers pitching staff. He does allow a solo shot in that seventh inning. He also pitches a scoreless eighth, so it's 7-1 to into the ninth. And uh, as I started the show out, uh, Josh Hader in getting some work, does allow a couple of hits, a couple of runs, a two-run home run. Guy hits two home runs. And that's all the uh, offense for the Pittsburgh Pirates tonight. But it's a 7-3 victory for the crew tonight. 60th victory on the season, 60-42. and 42. That means there's 60 games left. And I don't know when the sprint starts. They say it's a marathon here in baseball. Evan, does the sprint start now or does it start like officially on August 1st? I feel like you kind of have to say August 1st. I think right now is like... Your pregame stretch where you're kind of you're doing your calisthenics, you're eating your carbs, you're getting ready for the stretch, but it's it's next, we'll say. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, and I think maybe it's just get through the trade deadline, and that is Friday at 3 o'clock Central, and then maybe it, it, it is a, somewhat of a sprint. But Escobar popped into the middle of the lineup here, and Stearns, I got to hand it to you, man. You did it again. Let's cross your fingers. And from what we understand and doing a little investigation on Escobar is that he's a good clubhouse guy, likes to have a little fun. He's, uh, he might just fit right in. You see what happens with uh, Willie Adamas on almost a nightly basis. So these guys might get all jazzed up on a regular basis. So we'll, we'll see uh, that the Brewers uh, do acquire a middle-of-the-bat uh, lineup uh, acquisition here. And I, I will say that... I am more fascinated with the concept of Yelich being added back into this lineup for the stretch run. And Ryan who? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe he's waiting, waiting things out to the deadline also. But uh, Brewers get the victory. We'll take a break here if you want to jump in here. Escobar now a Brewer. And you guys are right. So a lot of you that have called this show in the last couple of months have pointed to that guy right there, Eduardo Escobar for an acquisition and a good fit for the Milwaukee Brewers. If that was you, congratulations on that. Sapella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Also get a little bit of a weather forecast to give you an indication if we can as to uh, if there's going to be a, any, anything major where you guys are at. We'll do that next, 1250 a.m., The Fan. Let's hear what you thought of today's game on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan, call Tim Allen now at 414-799-1250 or tweet the show at 1250AMTheFan. Brewers get the victory today, 7-3, the final, and uh, they make a trade and a big one. Middle of the order, bat. 
just popped right in there. And we'll get to you guys uh, full phone lines here. If somebody drops off, you guys can jump on. But first, I think it's pretty important we get to our guy, Tim Lethling, as uh, Timmy's going to handle uh, in the building for our uh, cluster of stations here a pretty potent weather front that's coming in. Tim, I appreciate the time here. Give us give us the latest, and if you have a any sort of timeline here to let folks know, uh, lay it on us. Of course. There's a severe thunderstorm watch in effect until 2 o'clock this morning. That is a particularly dangerous situation watch. That's kind of rare. Uh, especially for us in our area. Right now, there's a line of storms that's made it south of Wausau to about, oh, Marshfield, Stevens Point, back to Eau Claire. 70-mile-an-hour wind gusts, they're clocking in that line right now. It's picking up some strength as it heads our direction, as well as some embedded rotation, possibly tornadoes. One of the challenges with this at night is that you can't really get spotters out there trying to chase whether a tornado's on the ground or not. The Weather Service has to do their best to, to try and figure it out. So I think right now, Tim, what we're talking about is after 11 o'clock into the Milwaukee area, it might be closer to midnight. I think the weather service's concern is actually going up a little bit. We've seen some chatter in the past 20 minutes of them perhaps upping it to a tornado watch, particularly dangerous situation. Um, so I think they're a little concerned that this might even be stronger than what they thought four or five hours ago. Um, the one thing that we have going in our favor is the sun is down, right? The temperatures are going to cool down a little bit. Maybe this will lose a little strength as it gets closer to well, us. Let, but let me ask you this, Tim, real quick before we yeah. turn you loose, and, and we'll get we get an up, another update before the show is up. How far south then uh, for our uh, listening audience in Racine or on, on the Odyssey app down in the Kenosha or possibly even Lake County, Illinois area, how far south does this go? I think this could clip... It could clip Walworth, Racine, and Kenosha counties, maybe into Lake County, Illinois. Um, I, there's a challenge with, as this, this line pushes through, there's a pressure differential on the backside, not to get too too technical, but mm -hmm. that can accelerate the storm. So as they get stronger, they start to move faster, and that can make the trajectory, you know, by a county or two change, depending on what, what we think. But I think it's fairly likely that Walworth, Racine, and Kenosha counties are going to see some amount of a punch with this tonight. All right, Tim Lethlane from the newsroom. Hey, I appreciate it, man. We'll check back in a bit. Of course. All right, there there he is. And in the meantime, we'll get to you guys, 414-799-1250. We're going to hear from David Stearns. He just got off the podium. He does make a trade today. Those of you that were screaming for Escobar, congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. You can do so on the radio as well. And we'll start things off with uh, Patrick after a Brewers 7-3 victory. Woo, Tim, Escobar. That, this is huge, man, especially being a uh, switch hitter. This is exciting. This just like and versatile too, and it, I think it fits right in here for the stretch run. Now again, this is a rental, Patrick. I mean, there's yeah. no team control uh, after this season, but the versatility, the switch hitting part, the positional versatility, and the switch hitting part, man, that's big time. They, they're just licking their chops to get this guy going. Oh yeah, they this they have so many uh, good problems <laughs> uh, coming their way. I mean. I, when Yelich and uh, even Peterson come back, I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm guessing that's going to be end of the line for Keston. I think when I Peterson agree. comes back, and uh, I mean, what about what? Don't you think our friend JBJ maybe finds a ten day stint? 
to keep Taylor up when Yelich comes back. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting concept. I would not rule that out because it seems like all around baseball, not just in Milwaukee, that everyone's doing this. uh, I got a little show. Tyrone Taylor did it. It was warming up one Friday and had a little shoulder fatigue, and then he hits for 10 days, maybe a little respite here for JBJ. Yeah, I mean, that gets you uh, two weeks closer to that September 1st deadline when they, you know, then they can expand the 28 players and have Taylor up. Um, I mean, but, I mean, if we get our guy Braun back, I mean, I, I don't know whether there's room for a Shaw or Vogelbach the way, you know, um, Hellas is You're right. And, it's 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 good problems to have and uh but i guess my question is tim is like what's the a couple things is i mean maybe the brewers ready feel that they have their sixth seventh eighth inning guys for the playoff stretch and like hauser and and Mm -hmm. cousins and lower um i don't know how you feel about that and then the last thing is is there a deadline for them to sign braun is that is that impact? I think September first. September first would be uh, his eligibility. The way I understand it, for the postseason. Yeah, he has to be so, uh, signed on uh, and on the forty man roster by the end of August. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So he's got some time to like get some abs if they need to send them up to Appleton for a week. But anyways, yeah, it's just a great pickup tonight. And hey, thanks for taking my call. Yep. You got it, Patrick, and and you hit it on the head here. These are good problems to have. These are they're difficult decisions, you know. And the axe is going to fall on one or two of these guys, and and some fans of whoever it is, whether it's Keston or whether it's you know a, a Vogelback or a Shaw or whoever it might be, and there's going to be fans of those players, Tyrone Taylor, that just are shaking their heads, saying, "What are you doing?" But I think the trust factor has to be there. You've got a viable bat now you've added. I mean, this isn't uh, let's, let's hope to catch lightning in a bottle with Justin Smoke or Brock Holt. No, no, no. This is a guy that's, uh, in, in theory, do some major damage. Major damage. All right, uh, 799-1250. We'll go to Appleton and say hello to Aaron. Aaron, what's on your mind? Hey Tim, how are you doing? How are you doing tonight? More important, how you are? I'm great. This is, uh, I think this is our year. I think uh, this is, I think this is going to be our 2021 championship uh, Brewers year. Um, okay, let's that, hope so. Uh, that being said, um, my only worry is, um, do you think he'll hit better? Do you think uh, he'll hit better in our lineup? Because a few years ago, we tried. Uh, we, we traded for um, guy on the Tigers and he, scope. After that, he didn't. Yeah, scope. And he didn't. He he was terrible when when we traded for him. My my concern is, uh, will will he uh, have an impact on on our middle of the lineup? Yeah, I mean, you hope so, Aaron. Thanks for the call, and it's a great question. I I, I think that you assume that he will continue to hit. Let's just go on. It's it's almost like. If if you if you walk through baseball life waiting for an injury, I mean it just, it just hey, if it happens it happens. You can't you can't go at it that way. I think the mindset has to be he's going to do what he's been doing for a hundred games now. I think he's playing ninety eight games for the Diamondbacks. He's and for all intents and purposes that should continue. There's no indication. Now the same thing with with Jonathan Scope though. 
So I, I get the point. You're, you're, you're going through this somewhat with Jackie Bradley Jr. So it's not a guarantee. It's not a slam dunk. And I understand, Aaron, but let's, let's just go on the assumption that he's going to continue. And from all accounts, I mean, you're, you're going to read some, uh, some pretty cool, you know, human interest or, or personality trait stories on uh, Eduardo Escobar. And when, when you see some of these stories, you're going to say, man, I don't see how he doesn't fit in. You know, the key to this, I think, you guys know how I feel about uh, early on in games, early on in series, early on in seasons, early on in call-ups, early on in acquisitions. I think the key here is to put Escobar in his first game with a good, good position to succeed, a good matchup to succeed. Check the splits out. If you got to make him wait one day, I'm I'm a huge believer in that. Boy, if he gets off to a start of two for three or comes up with a big two-run home run in his second at-bat, that is so big. It's so big, not, not just for the production that it provides, but for the sentiment that the dugout is going to have to welcome him aboard. That is, that is huge, and it is key. All right, 799-1250. Evan, where do you want to go here? Let's go to Nate in North Milwaukee. Nate, what do you say? We've talked already once today. Let's do it again. You're on the fan. What's up? Uh, how you doing, Tim? Good. Um, I was definitely one of those people who uh, uh, brought up uh, Escobar. Um, I think it was on the, the Rami show uh, when you were on there one time. Yep, yep. And it was it was around the second time he was in here in Milwaukee. And um, yeah, he was—he caught my eye in that, in that series against the uh, when when they when they played him in Milwaukee. He hit a bomb um, in um, Miller Park. And, yeah, and you would you you didn't just bring him up once, Nate. I think I recall you bringing him up at least twice on these yeah, airwaves. Yeah, because I, I, I really like, that got me like thinking about him, and then I started looking into him a little bit more, and I'm like, I like. This guy can play the infield. He's a switch hitter. He can hit from both sides. Of, and then Craig Council loves to use that righty-lefty matchup. Mm-hmm. You can throw him on any any part of the lineup. You can throw him maybe to a righty and a lefty and stuff like that. And then um, for a postseason, you can bring him if you if you want to give if you want to do something else. You can bring him in off the bench to hit righty or lefty. I, he, I just really I just really like him. Um, for this team, and I figured that's a great bat. Um, and then we were also having our struggles at third base um, at that time, and I'm like, well, he can play third, he can play first. Yep. I'm just, and and I'm a little good. bit of outfield, although he hasn't played first base at the big league level, uh, the, the reports are, Nate, is that he's, he's a good athlete, so it wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't surprise a lot of people if, if he does get a start at first base, Adam McKelvey. Uh, reporting that uh, that wouldn't surprise him either, but uh, uh, an outfield and a second, third, short kind of guy, a switch hitter, you're all over it. Yeah, I, I just I really love this trade. Uh, I mean, dude, I love this trade so much. I was when I I was at a I had a softball game today, um, and I, I looked at my phone, I got Twitter, and that was the first thing I saw. Man, I was <laughs> I was. I was I was ear to ear with a big old smile because I'm like this is what I, this this is what I feel like they needed 
um, especially um, with the with the problems that we were having at third and first. Um, and uh, now, if we could just get a a, a decent uh, probably reliever um, mm-hmm. to go into that bullpen, we'll be set. Um, and I feel, and I'll be. If you asked a question, Mike, uh, earlier last week, uh, how confident are you uh, that this is a um, like a about a, a, a deep playoff, I think, or something yep, like a that. deep a deep run playoff team. Yep. Man, we're one uh, Tim, we're one move away. This 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 move has me so if we can stay healthy, um, and guys, and then like I, like you said, this pushes people down. So you have a Tyrone Taylor who's hitting sixth in the lineup, hitting 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 dingers. This pushes him down to seven. And then you got, and then you you got you um you put you just pushing people down, yep. and you're getting people in their right order. So, yeah, yeah it's I love crazy. People. It's crazy, Nate. Thank thanks for the call. Uh, you are one of uh, several that were all over Eduardo Escobar. So congrats on that. You were right, and your your the mindset was just like David Stern's. We we all get accused as fans of just being too emotional, too reactionary. And you don't know what you're talking about. That's not going to work. You know what? Sometimes we are right. Sometimes we are. And those of you that were eyeballing Escobar, you're all over it. 799-1250. We're going to hear from David Stearns after the break here. Uh, we'll still get your reaction here. We'll get you in as, as uh, we can get going here. Keep you updated on the weather situation as well. It's the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan. Let's find out what happened in today's game from the guys that played it. Let's head inside the clubhouse presented by Windows Select. Right now, buy one, get one free. Plus, no payments for an entire year. Call them today at 262-703-3500. You know, I could uh, probably agree with the the statement that uh, David Stearns in the front office and Matt Arnold and company are going for it this year I, I think it's safe to say that right uh acquisitions of Willie Adamas and and Gustave can't be understated either but uh now uh, Eduardo Escobar is now a Milwaukee Brewer and exciting times here Bucks coming off an NBA title and still I mean that just I I'm not saying we we we're forgetting about that, but we need, we need to pinch ourselves and remind ourselves of that excitement. And then you have the excitement of the soap opera of Aaron Rodgers and, and the Green Bay Packers, and now this with the Brewers and 60 wins and 60 games left. I mean, it's a 90-win season. You go 500 on the way out. They ain't no way playing this type of baseball. They're going 30 and 30 in their final 60. Now you're looking at probably conservative Estimates would be a 92-93 win season here. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a really good baseball team. And, and as I said uh, earlier this year, when they were playing all those tight games, was the pitching that was keeping them in the games. We talked about this on uh, that on this show. All the way back in uh, late April and, and May, once we got a read on this team, they're playing playoff-type baseball. Well, now they're doing a little bit better than that. They're starting to run away with some of these games, and the offense is, is, is picking up the slack. But with this type of pitching staff, a very dangerous team in the postseason, regardless of who they play. doesn't matter who they play. All right, we'll get to David Stearns and his uh, 
addressing of us, the fans, and the media in just a second here. I want to get Marshall in so he doesn't have to wait through uh, some eight minutes of David Stearns. Marshall, you're on the fan. Well, good evening, uh, guys, and thank you for having me on, as always. Um, yeah, um, I wasn't one of the guys specifically with a name like some of your callers. Congratulations to some of your callers on getting this one right on. But I leaned more, even though, Tim, I complimented you on needing an arm in the bullpen, mm-hmm. and maybe that will come down the road. Who knows? But uh, I had been kind of through the last month or so thinking we need another bat as well. We could use mm-hmm. a bat, especially with all the injuries that we've been having to endure this year and uh this is a great pickup i you know i i get the people concerned what happened with scope a few years ago and all of this sort of thing i remember all of that but and what's going on with jbj this year right i mean you sports folks is a risk it's a risk and believe me being this 60 year old guy who's been a fan of many many teams even outside this state and lived in other parts of the country i've been through some very difficult you know people injuries do happen serious injuries happen look at how look at the bullet we dodged in the atlanta series with Giannis right now we're having a much different conversation today if that didn't work out so well i've seen other incidences where it didn't go so well and it cost my my beloved teams maybe bigger things i mean it's just a part of the game folks and we have to take chances i personally think though escobar is going to work out i'm 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 very optimistic he's such a versatile player uh the switch hitting part of it i really love because council could use him in many situations and uh believe you me the dodgers the giants all of their potential foes down the road here they're not too thrilled that uh, this uh, this moment has happened. Let's just throw that out there. They, right. they can see they they're not Ray Charles here or, or Helen Keller. They can see that the Brewers are building a good team here, a team that definitely I'm going to say it can contend for the World Series. Let's let's not be after what we've been through the past week. Let's not be gun shy anymore. Why not? Why not the city of Milwaukee being kings of the sports world right now? Um, we've we've suffered a long time in this town, and uh, it's time for us to have some, to have some some uh, fruits of the the suffering. And we've started well, and uh, this could be twenty one could really be special, folks. And um, let's be excited. Let's embrace the moment. And I think Escobar is a huge huge jump forward. My my final comment is. I wish the council would keep hot pitchers in a little longer. Uh, he should have. I, I thought he should have thrown Hauser in there in the sixth mm-hmm. inning. Uh, Lauer did a great job coming back, but he has a tendency maybe to pull that that hot pitcher just an Same inning. Same with Anderson so, yesterday. Right. Uh, my brother mentioned that. I, I was I was at a function last night downtown. I couldn't see the game, but I heard plenty about it. But um, but hey, uh, other than that. I'm cool with everything going forward here, to quote a, a young singer by the name of Sophie Allison out there. Uh, beautiful song she has. And uh, let's just go forward. But the important thing right now is let's embrace it. I think this team can win in the mid-'90s, by the way. Yep, yep, uh, I think you're right on. Okay, Marshall, care, always, always a pleasure. You got it. So he makes the trade here, another trade. I don't think they're done. I think they may, they may just be prepared for this. 
they may have to overpay for the type of bullpen arm they want. I think uh, Stearns, you're seeing some of these relievers starting to bounce here uh, throughout this trade season. And if he's going to wait this out, maybe there's a bargain budget bin sort of uh, reliever that they can grab. Okay, fair enough. But if it is a name having a good season, they may have to pay the price on that. And he just might do it. I mean, they're that close. Okay, let's get to uh, president of baseball operations, uh, David Stearns, after pulling off the trade today. Hey, David, David, there were a few hitters on the market um, this year. What would you like about Escobar and pursuing him? I think we're, we're talking about a very accomplished switch hitter. Um, he's got tremendous positional versatility. Um, can play all over the field, infield and outfield. It gives us a lot of um, a lot of options. And and, and um, you know, one of the things that we are trying to accomplish prior to the 30th is preparing ourselves for the unknown of what could happen over the next two months. And we don't have the luxury anymore of of plugging holes in August. And so redundancy everywhere is really important especially for a team that has aspirations of making the playoffs and, and um, hopefully going deep into the playoffs. And so we, we've added a player that gives us a very high level of redundancy uh, around the diamond. And I'm not sure there's another player um, available who, who can really give us that level um, of support at, at every position. David, this is uh, obviously in conjunction with council and the coaches, but where do you see him getting the most at-bats? So I, I think he's going to play a variety of different positions. Um, you know, we, we see him uh, having some first base, um, particularly against left-handed pitching. That, that's not a position he's played before, um, but it's something we believe he, he can do. And um, in my conversation with him earlier this evening, he's certainly up for it. Um, and then I, I can also see um, some at bats um, at various other positions um, around the field when other guys need days off, when guys are banged up. Um, I, I think there, these, these types of playing time questions tend to work themselves out. Um, I anticipate that will happen here uh, as well. We've got a number of infielders who are playing really well. Um, and, and we're happy to be able to add Eduardo to that group. What do you see in him that makes you think he could be an effective first baseman if he's put in there at times? This is, this is a guy who, who has spent a portion of his career playing shortstop. Um, he's played third base regularly. He's played second base. Uh, generally, when you're taking a, a player, uh, particularly one who, who has played successfully at multiple infield positions, the transition to first, while, while different, um, and new and, and may take a little bit of an adjustment. We believe he's going to be able to do it successfully um, when we ask him to do it. David, he, even though he's uh, looks like he's doing a little better um, from one side of the plate against the lefties this year, he, he does very well from both sides. And, and that must be a huge thing for you because you could give any player a day off and let him plug in for him, can't you? Yeah, the, the switch hitting is important, and it's important to get him getting him into the lineup on the right matchups. It's also important on days when he's not in the lineup uh, to start the game. This is this is on days when he is not in the lineup. This is a weapon off the bench um, against any handed pitcher. 
Um, and the fact that he can play any position more or less on the field gives Craig a ton of options from a double switch perspective, um, from an in-game management perspective. And, and so he, he's going to provide us um, uh, significant um, value and, and he's going to help our team in a variety of ways um, through his, his, the various ways that he can impact the game and the various positions he can play. David, will he join you in Atlanta, or can you get him here tomorrow? Like, likely in Atlanta. They were on the road when we traded for him. Um, didn't sound like he had much with him, so he, he's probably going to head home first, pick up some stuff, and then he'll meet the team in Atlanta. David, just how important is the, um, the power aspect of Escobar? I mean, Craig was talking about how that's been an area where there's been a little bit of a deficiency until lately. Well, I, I think I – think you know, hitting home runs is important. It's, it's the most impactful way to score runs. This is a guy who, who's done that in bunches um, this year, and, and he's a good hitter, and, and he's, a, he's a good hitter from both sides of the plate. Um, he's done some real damage against left-handed pitching this year. That's an area where um, at times we haven't been as proficient, and so adding, adding Escobar to that mix uh, certainly helps. David, one of the bonuses of the Domus trade was what a tremendous person and teammate he is, and it sounds like Escobar fits that same mold. Yeah, that, that's that's part of this, Tom. Um, you, you talk to a lot of people about Eduardo, and and they all rave about him. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting to know him. There, everything you hear is that there is a genuine quality about this person um, that he cares about his teammates, and and that it rubs off on people and. We've got a clubhouse that that cares about each other um, in a real way, and and adding another quality person to that mix, uh, you know, that, that's that's an important aspect of this. David, we know you're looking at relievers uh, this week too. Was there a priority to pick up the bat that you were looking for before getting into that market, or is this just coincidence the way the timing came down? Just timing. Uh, there's, you know. Uh, sequencing of moves or ordering of moves um, less less important to me this is just timing um, the position player market began to move a little bit today um, I think this Escobar was going to get moved today whether it was to us or or another club and uh, we were fortunate to be able to line up David with his addition and then the guys you have on rehab that could be rejoining the team soon. You, you pretty pleased with your assembly of bats right now and, and, and their versatility as well, and also the left-right mix? I think so. We, we've, we've got a number of different options. Um, and, and as I said at the front, we're, we're trying to prepare for the unexpected. Um, we, we've, we've got to have a sufficient complement and an assortment of really good players um, when the clock hits 3 p.m. Central on Friday um, to get us through two and hopefully three months of, of very competitive baseball. Um, and, and so we're, we're going to need all these guys. Um, sometimes it's going to feel like there's a playing time crunch, uh, but that will, that will take care of itself pretty quickly. Um, and, and we're going to need every single one of these guys to, to help us get to where we want to go. Is it scary as a as a president of operations not to have that august 31 trade deadline non I don't know. I, look it, it's it's some we, we we enjoyed the august trade period um it, it's a it's a place where we 
found the ability to make moves uh, that, that helped our club. I also understand from an industry perspective, having deadlines that mean something um, and to our fans perspective, having deadlines that mean something um, is important. And so I, I understand the change. I, I'm of the opinion, and I think there are a lot of people in my position who are of the opinion um, that we should consider moving this to, to mid-August. Um, and I'm hopeful that at some point we'll, we'll get there. But uh, in, until then, um, you know, this, this is a real deadline and we have to be prepared to operate with the team um, that we have as of, as of uh, the end of the day on the 30th. David, just one question off the game. You, again, today they put up uh, some crooked numbers. Um, what do you think about what you've seen just from the group that is already here offensively, especially since the All-Star break? It's been great to see. We're, we're taking consistently quality at-bats up and down the lineup. Um, the contributions are coming from a variety of different people, which is what good teams do. It's been great to see Omar get going again. Um, over the last couple games, he's, he's a big bat in the middle of our lineup. Avi's had some great at bats, some big hits, um, and so it's 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 been good to see um, the entire length of the lineup producing. That's what good teams do, and, that, and that's what we're going to have to continue to do for the remainder of the season. Let's find out the play of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video, home entertainment and smart home technology, simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. On the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. Boy, oh boy, there's a lot to sort out in terms of personnel for this team when you take a look at uh, everybody healthy. I mean, is there room on this roster? For a Keston Hira, Travis Shaw, Daniel Vogelback. And a, and a Jace Peterson and a Tyrone Taylor. I mean, there's some shoe-ins that are going nowhere. We all know who they are. But I just named you uh, four or five players that there's not room for these guys. And I know what they're going to tell you is some of this stuff works itself out. And I agree. And I also agree with kind of preparing for those surprises down the line here. But there are some difficult decisions coming soon. Escobar needs to get his at-bats every day. Now, I, you know, in what configuration that's going to be? Is it Luis Urias that's going to take the hit a little bit? I would think he's probably first on the list. A Rowdy Telez, who's got uh, options. He's got a, a, an option year here. You know, do you feel safe about that? I mean, so there are just <laughs> it's a, these are great problems to have. And it, and it is a good sign that these guys are starting to attack the baseball a little bit. I, I've somewhat frowned on these guys being a little too patient at times, but you saw tonight where, you know, sometimes just go, go tear it up. Go, go paint the town red tonight and see what happens. They've been doing that. All right, let's uh, get to our ABC audio video play of the game and a Brewers 7-3 to victory. They're up one zip, and it's kind of in a holding pattern there through – you know, the first three innings of play, it gets to the fourth inning. Couple of runners aboard, two outs for Lorenzo Cain. Had a quad injury earlier in the year, and then a hamstring injury put him on the shelf for two months. It was a bad one. And into right center field. That ball's blistered in the gap. Narvaez is in. Garcia on his horse. He is around third, and he will score. 
Lorenzo Kane delivers with two outs. It's a two RBI double in the Brewers lead three nothing. Boy, that's just a pretty swing, right? I mean, he seemed like he was looking that way the entire. There it is on Valley Sports Wisconsin, and I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If if on August first, the the play by play television calls aren't traveling with the team, there's something wrong. There's something bad wrong. I don't know if that's a MLB mandate. I don't know if that's an organizational mandate. I don't. I don't know where this is coming from, but it, it's it's time to get these guys calling the games live, uh, on site. Just just saying. All right, uh, we'll come back here from uh, Craig Council in just a little bit. Also, we'll t- uh, update you on that weather situation that uh, is getting a little dicey to use a euchreism. Uh, Tim Lethlein uh, will give us an update on that as we move along. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Post Game Show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway here on The Fan. What was the deal with the lineup? Why did he make that bullpen move? Why did he pinch hit with that guy? Time to get all of those questions answered and more with Scoop from the Skipper. Brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. This is the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove. On the fan. 7-3, the final. Brewers take game two of this three-game set, and the bigger news is that uh, they pull off a trade. They acquire a middle-of-the-order bat, Eduardo Escobar, from the Diamondbacks for a couple of minor leaguers. We'll get to Craig Council and his thoughts on the game and the trade here in just a second. CJ, sit tight. I'll get you in before Council. We now go to our uh, newsroom here and just get an update on this storm here as uh, Tim Lefling is uh, joining us here. Where where do we sit on a uh, timeline? Are we still targeting about uh, the midnight range uh, in the city of Milwaukee? I would say that's a fair bet right now, Tim. Uh, there are severe thunderstorm warnings that come up to the Fond du Lac line, which, of course, is our area of responsibility, as we talk about for our stations, Fond du Lac, Sheboygan County, and south. Um, but I would say as far as the immediate Milwaukee metro, we're talking a little bit after 12 o'clock, right in that range. Um, there have been a couple tornado warnings with this. Of course, getting spotters out there to find tornadoes in the dark is not something that, that that's an easy feat. Um, but they have been spotting rotation on radar, 70, 80 mile an hour wind gusts with these storms. They're nothing to mess around with tonight, Tim. Uh, you used a, a, an elevated risk uh, sort of statement there that I'd never heard of our last time we talked about a half hour ago. Yeah. Uh, what is that? Remind us of what that is again. And, and this is uh, due to the winds, correct? Yeah. So a severe thunderstorm watch pretty much means you could have a strong thunderstorm, right? You could have 60 mile an hour wind gusts and some, I think, one inch diameter hail is the rules on that. What they they add a tag that's called a particularly dangerous situation. And that only goes on maybe three to five percent of severe thunderstorm watches. So this is pretty exceptional, especially for Wisconsin. You know, we've had a quiet stretch weather wise over the past couple of years on the whole. Um, so I think a lot of people are a, a little concerned as to what this could mean tonight as these storms get closer to, to the urban areas. Um, Tim, if I can, just for a second, I think our plan tonight um, on our Odyssey stations here is when warnings come in for our area, we're going to do something that we don't do very often. We're going to break format. Um, we will go to weather coverage uh, on 12.50 a.m. The Fan, 99.1 The Mix, 103.7 KISS FM, and Hot 105.7. So if you're taking cover, if, if you need to move because of where you are and get to a safe place, 
Take us along. The Odyssey app, if you have a portable radio, we're on all those signals as these storms move through tonight. We'll be here with you. Excellent job, Tim Lethling, uh, Dynamite coverage. And, uh, well, ho- hopefully, you know what, honestly, in all honesty, I, ho- I hope you don't do much tonight. <laughs> uh, same here. I would love a quiet night. I would rather talk Eduardo Escobar with you, to be honest with you. <laughs> there you go, Timmy. Thanks. Sure. All right, there he is, Tim Lethlin, uh, keeping us covered there. Council on the way. Let's get CJ in here. CJ, you're on the fan. What's on your mind? Franchise, how are you tonight? More important how you are. You know that. I am feeling good, feeling good. Uh, first off, I want to start by apologizing to you for, for this morning when I called in a bar show. Oh. And I I didn't know were you in the studio or just on the phone or yeah what? I was I was over the phone yeah I I normally okay. jump on with Bart each Wednesday all morning. right so I apologize for not acknowledging you no that's okay I <laughs> no uh, you know I apologize anyway let's move on uh, a bunch of kudos and attaboys, uh to Mr Stearns and Mr Council. Because they're just doing outstanding. They really are just, they're blowing my mind. They really are. You know, just just let's look at what's going on or what's happened so far. Uh, we had Yelich has done nothing, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Bradley has done nothing so far. Castanera. Here has been doing nothing. And Bradley, I don't know if I said his name or not, but nothing. And we're 18 games over 500. It's, it's crazy. It's blown my mind. It's blown my mind. <laughs> so winning is uh, it, winning is winning is crazy. And sometimes we want it to be done a certain way and in, in, in a certain uh, visual form, and we want the numbers to spell out just beast mode, and we want all the. That's not the way council goes. In fact, uh, CJ, I'll let you finish here real quick. But I had Bruce Levine on, a longtime baseball beat reporter in Chicago, and he was saying that Craig Council, he told me this today on the air, that Craig Council may be considered in some parts as the best manager in baseball. That's uh, Those are big words from a guy that's been covering this game for a long time. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he's so under the radar, it's uh, unbelievable. And uh, a comment on Mr. Braun, um, if he wants to jump on the bandwagon for that last month or whatever for a prorated minimum, mm-hmm. I think we kind of owe him that much. Mm-hmm. Other than that, let's I don't do know. it. I'm all for it. I'm 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 all <laughs> you know, for it. But uh, you know? Timmy, we got a lot of guys here all of a sudden, and you know, a lot of hurt guys, and some people are going to be on their way out. <laughs> they, they are they are and that you know it wouldn't surprise me and i'm not i'm not calling for this it wouldn't surprise me if travis shaw doesn't make it through uh, okay, as I a agree. brewer the rest yep. of the season maybe a vogel back i mean i don't know maybe Ty- yeah maybe tyrone taylor's moved tomorrow in a trade we don't know we just don't right know. right you know if you want to bring Bronny back as like a pinch hitter or something you know maybe a little fill-in at first or something uh you know i could go for that but yep. Now I, I thought I misunderstood you for a second there, CJ, and I'll let you go on this. I thought, I thought you said that Stearns and council deserves some edibles, but no, you said attaboys, attaboys and kudos, attaboys and kudos, kudos right, to so, them. <laughs> so not edibles. All right, CJ. <laughs> no, thanks. No, no, dude. not edibles, not edibles. Hey, one other thing, one other thing before I go, 
I'm Shoot. looking forward to this storm tonight because I've been waiting for one all season long. <laughs> all right. Well, be, be safe, and, and hopefully it doesn't do major damage. All right, take it easy. Let's get to uh, Craig Council here as the Brewers get the victory. Game two of the three-game set, a 7-3 final, and uh, comes on the heels of acquiring Eduardo Escobar. You must have been thrilled with the way Adrian threw the ball tonight. That was five very crisp innings. Yeah, Adrian was sharp tonight. Um, I mean, just in control of, of, of the game, really, from from kind of the outset. And Crisp, uh, you know, he's we've wanted to – we backed off Adrian last time, um, wanted to go a little shorter this time. And, and I thought he – I mean, there, he had 97 tonight, so it was it definitely um, saw the crispness to his, to his game. Like the way the lineup has performed uh, in, in the second half, and now you add up an established bat like Eduardo Escobar, um, just how differently do you feel about what you're putting on the field offensively compared to some of the early days of the season when it was struggling? Yeah, I mean, you know, part of the early days of the season were, were just injuries. We had we had significant number of injuries in the month of April, towards the end of April and early May. So that was certainly part of it. But um, you know, what, what, uh, this, this allows us to do, I think is just, we, we have answers for a lot of, um, pitchers. We have answers for injuries. We have answers for, um, just guys that are struggling. We, we have answers for challenges. And, and so we you feel like there's a lot of places that we can go and, and put out a tough lineup every single night. Um, and ultimately that's what you want to do. You want to put a tough lineup out there every single night. And, um, you know, I, I think the acquisition of Escobar lets us do that. Craig, David kind of described it as having redundancies all over the field. Um, is that how you see it in terms of how you could put that lineup together, you know, each day? Yeah, well, I, I think the, the playoff teams and good teams and tough teams and good offensive teams have tough choices in their lineups every night. Um, and they have – guys on the bench that you feel like, man, that guy should be in there. That guy's, that guy is, is a tough, um, tough out. And so that, that's what you want. And, and I think when, when we looked at, um, you know, a team with Eduardo Escobar on it, that that's what we started to see is um, this is going to be, no matter what's kind of going on, we're going to be putting a tough lineup for the other team out there. Um, and so it gives us a lot of choices, um, to, to do that and how we do it. And his versatility will allow us to do that. Um, you know, and, and we have a couple, couple guys that are very versatile and we feel like we'll use that to our advantage. Um, we have depth, uh, we have injury protection, and those are all important things as, you know, as you get to a place where there's a deadline and it's, you can't acquire any more players. There you go. David said that you guys are even thinking of playing Escobar some at first base, even though he's never played there. Would that involve giving him a lot of work over there first, or is he just such a good athlete? Just a little bit of work would do it. Yeah, well, we'll have to we'll have to think about that. But I I, I think you know first base against left-handed pitching is is something we've thought about for sure. Um, that that's one of the things that. Eduardo has been really good at throughout his career is how he hits left-handed pitching. 
Um, it, it's something that we, we thought was a need for us is putting another good, good bat in there against left-handed pitching. So yeah, it, it's how we, how we attack it, whether it's right away or, you know, un, ultimately like we have, he's just got to play there. And, and if he plays there, I think he'll, he'll get comfortable there. This is a guy who has played shortstop in the major league. So it's a good infielder. It's just a matter of all the first base is a different position. It's a very different position. Um, and things happen there that don't happen at the other infield positions and getting used to it is going to take time. So, um, at some point he's going to play there. Absolutely. And we're just going to have to let him experience it and, and learn kind of on the fly. And, and to me, learn as much as you can, as we go, um, there, there's not going to be the, the, the practice part of it can happen, but he's going to learn the most in the games. Craig, back to tonight's game for a second. Um, you talk all the time about keeping pressure on pitchers. Your offense did it from the very start and did it in several innings tonight. And and you kept. You, I know you like uh, to say keep the line moving. You guys kept the line moving tonight. Yeah, one of the things we've been good at in this park, I just it, we've scored early, a um, bunch of first inning runs, and we did it again tonight. Um, the first inning run, um, you know, we first two guys on and hit a ball hard and. and Unfortunately, a double play, but um, got a big two-out hit from Avi to, to get on the board. Um, then the next scoring opportunity, got a, you know, same thing, hits the balls hard and got a big two-out hit from, from Lorenzo. So um, when we got opportunities, you know, they were they're the pressure opportunities, like you said, um, and, and, made, and made the most of them with, with guys just really coming up with some big hits. It was kind of big for Lauer to get out of that bases loaded jam too. They had their chance right there to get back in the game and he didn't let them do it. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think, you know, like it was six, nothing at that point, or maybe it was five. Yeah. Six, nothing. So the game was, we, we were safe with the game, but I think to get him three innings was, was something we wanted to, you know, to at least two innings was important. And I think, you know, if it's something, if uh, that guy gets on, we probably got to get action in the bullpen. Um, and then the, 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 the bullpen part of the game probably changes, but him delivering three innings was nice. What's on tap for the crew? What pitcher starts the next one? It's time for some forward thinking on the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show, driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway in Union Grove on the fan. Well, they get the victory in game two here, 7-3, the final. They'll go back at it game three tomorrow. They'll bust out the brooms, hopefully, and if they can borrow it from my ex-wife. She's flying around using it somewhere. She can fly it to Pittsburgh and give it to the Brewers and have them sweep the Pirates. But uh, after the last pitch, you make the switch right here. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin postgame show driven by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Going to cut it just a tick short tonight. Uh, just because of the weather situation, the volatility of that, uh, it may distract things a little bit. But we'll be back on the air tomorrow. Now, unpacking this Escobar trade, as well as uh, training camp reports uh, on, on Green Bay. Uh, tomorrow, Bart Winkler, the morning show, Wendy's big show in the midday. And Rami is back. Uh, can't wait for that to hear 
uh, his spin on the Aaron Rodgers uh, situation, if you will. Uh, the matchup for tomorrow, Brewers uh, going after the sweep, Evan. Freddie Peralta will be on the mound, fresh off his no decision against the White Sox. He enters the game with a 7-3 record, a 2.29 ERA. My goodness. He will be up against Chad Cool for the Pirates, a 3-5 record, a 4.38 ERA on the season. Now, again, as we discussed last night, 9 of the next 20, well, 9 of 20, starting with Game 1 yesterday, are going to be against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now they're 2 in of those 9. Is it safe to say that they can win now seven of those nine? Which means they go, you know, five and two in the next seven, in the next three weeks against the Pirates. I think that's attainable. I do. And and then they uh, face Atlanta in there. They've got the Cubs in there. So they've got the Cardinals in there. Uh, they will continue to win. You, know, you get this type of pitching and now the spike of energy with uh, Escobar in. And the offense has been doing well without him here as of late. But uh, we'll see. Maybe they can ratchet things up, maybe even a little bit more. Thanks to uh, Tim Lethlein. And, again, those of you hanging around for the JR Sport Brief show, uh, Tim will you know, bump in to uh, weather coverage if it uh, warrants that. For Evan Heffelfinger, my name is Tim Allen. You guys have a great night. Be safe. And I'll uh, talk to you tomorrow after the last pitch as you make the switch. And, as always, smile, Milwaukee. The world will smile back. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.